Welcome to The Savvy Founder, the one place for entrepreneurs and business owners, away from the everyday bustle, where we help you find your path to a profitable and bright future. Now here's your host, The Savvy Founder and armchair sociologist himself, Philip Topham. Hello and welcome to The Savvy Founder. I'm Philip Topham, your host. And I am very happy to have Gaetano Volpe from Latitudo 40 here today. Did I say Hello. that all right? Did I, how's my Italian? Oh, it's good. It's good. Hello. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm very glad to have you here. Um, let's introduce you to the audience. Uh, so you're calling me from where? I am calling now from the south of Italy in Naples, fantastic city on the sea, fantastic city full of culture, uh, full of emotions, and uh, where the food probably is the best thing at the moment. Excellent. Uh, yes, Naples is very pretty and beautiful. I haven't been there for, oh, 30 years. <laughs> so I need to, need to go visit. Uh, so why don't you give us a little bit about uh, what is Latitudo 40? Why don't you give a Help the audience. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, Pluto40 is our brand, and we decided to use this brand because uh, Latitude 40 is the latitude of our city, Naples, but also of New York and other cities in the world. So it's an ideal bridge between our city, our office, and the world. And this is part of our mission to monitor the world. Uh, remaining uh, at our desk without moving. Nice. So why don't we get a, a, a thumbnail sketch? What does is, what is Latitudo 40 do? Yeah, we let me give you just a jump in the past. I worked in this in the space industry for the last 20 years. I spent time to identify new ideas for projects in the Earth observation. So how to use the satellite that every day take pictures of our world and transform this picture in information. It's complex because it's a technology for GIC, not for end user. And uh, so this is the problem, this is the, the vision when I founded Latino 40 with other uh, founder, with my friends, to simplify the complexity. The complexity. So uh, every day we have now around 600, 700 satellites that move around the globe and take photos. In the future, probably, we will have more than 2,000 or 3,000. A very huge amount of information, uh, normally used for scientific studies. Our idea is to take this photo, uh, extract from the photo all the information that they contain, and use this information to create, uh, to, to, to offer a way to improve the quality of life in our in our uh, world nice, nice. to create better cities better places better agri-food so right now there's 600 i didn't realize there's 600 plus satellites flying around taking pictures and you aim to make that simple and easy for people to use you gave a couple of ideas uh, you know for farmers and for cities help help me explain help me understand what do what do they do with that information yeah, uh, typical we speak about uh, images. Uh, 
in reality they are cube of data. We use artificial intelligence to extract information, multi-temporal information. The, our technology is like a time machine that can go in the past, analyze the situation in the past, study. Uh, we have some algorithms that can identify uh, some aspects, for example, if the, the crop is growing in a good way or uh, how is distributed the greener in the city, uh, if there are any risks for uh, pollution or for uh, collapsing of bridges. Uh, and now we are working on two new technology. One is how to fight the urban bubbles or it islands. They are place of the city where there is less thermal comfort and create more uh, pollution. The other one is the capacity of the city to become an infrastructure for carb, uh, CO2 sequestration. Now the city can create green infrastructure to capture CO2 in the air and uh, reduce our impact uh, on climate change. Nice. So if, uh, to put that together again, you're able to look at a city over a long period of time and help both the planners, everybody's interested in climate change, and build a better city. Perfect. Yes, that's exactly what we do. Now we have a step ahead. The idea is that companies can, with this technology, can buy carbon credits for uh, ESG, for their ESG uh, policy. With this carbon credit, they, file, they will pay cities, and cities can invest this money to improve the capacity of carbon sequestration. So we are creating now the final step of our technological evolution is a marketplace to where, where cities and companies can uh, match each other and uh, work together for a better future. Perfect. And, and for those listening, I believe ESG stands for Environmental, Social and Governance. And that's the new... Yeah, yeah. Everybody's interested in, in saving the planet and doing things better. And so venture capitalists are investing in that space quite heavily. So you're an ESG company. Uh, yeah, we, we, we are, are an ESG supporting company. We, don't, we support the ESG policies and uh, the strategies and the climate actions. Got it. So help me, um, I'm going to... So now the audience understands what you're building and what you've built, uh, and you you turned your career of 20 years of using satellite data into this new business. How did the how did the idea come about? Was it like you you were having a shower and immediately overnight it happened, or was it a slow process? Uh, is this was a slow process, uh, day by day working on every every project that I worked on. Uh, the company reinvented the wheel. So starting from the scratch, creating the blocks, the analysis, the software, uh, this cost, this has a cost, a lot of capex. So the idea is the, to create a cloud automated platform, a platform that can work in automatic on the cloud, that can collect all the information that uh, we need with connectors, with different satellite operators, and then when these data are stored in our database, some um, a set of uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning algorithms 
that can automatically elaborate this, this image and create the data, the actionable insight. Typical, this process is manually. People that download the yeah. data, elaborate. So we try to, for this, I tell that we try to simplify the complexity. Why you cho- we choose urban scenario, urban area? Because for a small part of my life, I was administrator on a small municipalities in Italy, close, we are close to Naples. And I was involved in uh, improving of quality of life, information technology and uh, digital transformation of the city. And I try to every day to, to do something to improve the quality of life of cities and the quality of services for the, of the municipalities and the big barrier between my idea and the, the customer, in this case, the citizen, uh, always was the, where, where we can, we have no idea how to find the data. There is a data lack, uh, in the municipalities. They have a lot of information, but they are not able to use this information to create service to, to, to improve the quality of life and to demonstrate the, the KPI reached by the administrator. So the combination of these two experience yeah. gave me the, the, the spark to start with the Latino Porto. Very nice. So that's, that's really good that you had this past history of working for cities, saw the data, and saw how you could make a big difference. Now, you've been working on this for a while. How in machine learning and AI has come a long way. Uh, how was that process figuring out how to build an AI module? Is it is it easy? Is it hard? What's uh, this is probably one of the most difficult process in our company. First, because uh, I am not a scientist. I'm not a data scientist. I have a background in business administration, so I uh, have no experience. I don't know how to run a machine learning algorithms or, or a software. So in this case, I. Uh, created a team with a couple of founders with experience in software development, uh, much, uh, critical systems. Uh, and uh, around this, we started uh, with uh, university relationship, with support with the university in Naples. There is fantastic team uh, of professors with a huge experience in artificial intelligence and machine learning. They supported us in the initial phase of our project. Uh, then we created an internal team of data scientists. We have three guys that are working now. They are also with experience in the past. And now, step by step, we created our uh, uh, infrastructure for testing. It's clear that it's not easy to train the algorithm. Yeah. So one of the tasks is to train the algorithm to detect trees, cars, buildings, other object in the scene, and, right. uh, but with the time, it's possible to do this. So to, to get you started, you used professors, the educational system, and then you got the capability and now have three people working on the model. And now it's part of your DNA, you know, part of your business. So um, and uh, in in. Yeah, I guess in building your business. From when you had that idea to where you're at now, what was the, what was the easiest thing you did? 
the easiest thing was uh, find uh, the 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 team the team creation because I started the company with Mauro and Vincenzo. We are, we worked together in the past. We are very good friends. So this is a very fant- I have a very fantastic co-founder in this company. And not only because we have the same vision of the company, but also we share big part of our life together, not only right. work life. Uh, and this gave me the technical support to start the company because I alone, alone, I have no capabilities to do this and also the trust, the, the a team of people in which I trust because we know very well each other. Yeah. Probably this could be the secret source of a winning team. People nice. That, uh, yeah. That's, so, so help me. Uh, yeah, that trust aspect is really important. It comes up over and over again with with companies. Uh, so I was glad that you that you found that easy to have that kind of capability. That's wonderful. So now I'm going to flip the question. What was the hardest thing to do? The hardest thing is clearly, first of all, find the first customer uh, because it's clear the idea uh, is you, you can have fantastic idea, fantastic business plan, beautiful pitch, but uh, the impact with the market is the uh, most important part of the business. So we spent uh, several months to convince the first user to, to try our technology because it's a new technology probably used in government, in scientific yeah. institution, but never used in this um, market arena. Uh, so we tried to evangelize the market to give them that is possible. A lot of proof of concept, time spent in the night to identify the ideal customer profile, who is the uh, right person to speak in the, in the municipality, in the consultancy, and so on. So this is very hard, but now we have a very clear uh, idea of the market. And uh, it's just this afternoon, I had a meeting with Mauro, the, our CTO, and it's fantastic that we uh, read that a tender published by European Space Agency. The topic is uh, green urban data. And I said, Mauro, uh, since that we wrote this tender because they... <laughs> <laughs> they decide exactly what we are doing. Uh, this is after three years of work is a, a good good success, a good personal success because we believed in something that now is becoming uh, is emerging on the market. You're you're so you're yeah. That's, that's something for people to understand is is your technology. You had this vision of where it could go. And you're very, you're creating a new space. You know, lit- you're literally space with satellites. <laughs> you're and, it, and it's you're going to be at that forefront. You have to educate the marketplace. So you have some paying customers now. Is at, at the moment we have uh, six cities in Europe that are using our technology. Uh, there is also important cities we have like Barcelona, Naples, uh, Helsinki. Uh, some small cities in Greece and in Spain. So the the market and in pipeline we have at the moment the, the three new cities that will be added in the platform by the end of this year, and we have ambitious plan for the next year to add from twenty to thirty new cities in our platform, also with new business model. It's clear that coming back to the art part, the art part is also uh, 
the convincing the investor that the government government market uh, could be a market for a startup. We uh, meet met, meet a lot of the investor, especially in the initial phase of our uh, life. They said, no, it's impossible to deal with business uh, with the public administration. There is no enough space to grow. Uh, now uh, I can speak about Europe. Uh, but probably it's the same in other countries. The, the public administration, the municipalities are uh, need to have support for uh, digital transformation to better use the data. Uh, they have a lot of money because only in Italy, we are only in the south of Italy, we will receive for digital transformation of the public administration around 80 billion of uh, euros in the plan of this uh, European fund, European recovery yeah. fund after the COVID. So there is a lot, very huge amount of money. Yeah. And the, the Green Deal is the central part of the European Commission vision 2030, from now to 2030. Nice. So you've, you've tapped into, you've, you've went out, you started working with governments for the past three years. You've got some cities going on that are using it. Uh, it's tying into the the urban planning, the green, the greenhouse gases, and you, you can supply them the data. That's wonderful. And then as part of your expansion plans, you joined the expert dojo and accelerator. And uh, how did you how did you choose to how was the process of finding an accelerator to begin with? What? <clears throat> yeah, it's, uh, it's fantastic because we uh, before expert dojo, we applied uh, for Techstars, smart, smart Mobility Accelerator in Italy. We completed in January the process in Techstars. So it's uh, uh, our first experience with Accelerator. And after the demo day, uh, Brian uh, contacted us because he said that we have the potential to become a, a billion company. And he decided to offer us the opportunity to enter in the expert dojo that is uh, uh, as a process to better know the American, the U.S. market, to uh, acquire other other information, other competencies, other textures. So we are at the moment in these two ecosystems. One is the texture ecosystem that gave us a lot of uh, vision, a lot of support. We, in expert dojo, we are working more uh, to prepare ourselves for the next round in this moment. Nice. And, and with you being in, you know, now the Techstars, the Europe side, and then the Expert Dojo US side, what, what have you noticed so far is the biggest difference between, say, the way, you know, a European company coming to America and selling to America? What's, what, what have you learned so far? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, the process is complex. We have two different cultures. Uh, the, the, the culture, the European culture is, uh, there is a difference in speed. Uh, what we learned is that if you have the right product uh, and you have the right approach to the customer, uh, in US, nothing is impossible because <clears throat> there is uh, this openness for the technology, for the innovation. Uh, in Europe, probably the market is more conservative, is more uh, long process. You need to convince some people, different people inside the organization. Probably 
what uh, my, my impression is that uh, there is a, in the US there is more fast approach to more uh, fast decision approach so if you find the right people you can close the deal very fast uh, in Europe uh, probably there is a bureaucracy that is more but also in private companies sometimes very long process step by step uh, and uh, you need a lot of trust uh, in, in the US probably the feature of the product, the promise that you give to your customer are very, very important. Yes. In the United States, yes, I would agree. If you can demonstrate, you can uh, save them time, uh, create new sales for them, make it more efficient with, uh, then they will buy a product, especially if the product is a, is a competitive advantage. We have a, 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 an insatiable appetite for doing things better, quicker, faster, uh, not cheap. You know, it doesn't have to be cheap. It has to, it has to make money and, and save money. And, and when you, you know, we'll do that. Um, absolutely. Now, as you've, uh, gone on this journey from uh you know satellite imagery engineer would that be a right term satellite imagery engineer to to running your own business what what were the skills that you um what were what skills do you think were the most important in transitioning to that ceo role head guy role yeah, yeah, this, <clears throat> this is uh, uh, important. I am not so young, so probably uh, I spend a lot of time as employee. And uh, employee, you have uh, a mission. You need to reach your target, your goal, your KPI. So I spent some part of my life in sales and uh, uh, in marketing. Uh, when you run your business, you have uh, a big part of all the risk is in, in, in your end. So you have always in, uh, uh, to decide in the option A or option B. And if you select one of the two, you have no plan B. No. <laughs> so the logic, the, the, but, but at the same time, you need to uh, take the decision in very fast way. So uh, there is a, a continuous balance between reflection and uh, quickness in the, in the decision. Um, and also the, the responsibility that my decision can affect the, the, the work of, of other people, people that uh, trusted in our company to, to join this dream company. Uh, the other aspect is that uh, uh, the CEO of a company needs uh, to have also these two uh, acts, one uh, to the everyday, to the everyday business, but for a CEO, it's important to have a vision at three or five years. So sometimes I see that the, uh, a CEO is uh, a time traveler because <laughs> you need to pro- project your company in five years, then come back and solve the problem with the bank of today, then go in the next year forecast. This is I, I, one of the big, big news in running a business. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. A CEO is a time traveler, you know, showing and showing the vision of the future. 
and really helping people understand it. You you are that leader, the visionary, and you not only showing the the folks that are in your business, but you're trying to change some cities and under understanding. That's like you said, that was a really wonderful win to hear that uh, European contract describe your product. That is fantastic, right? So you're you're getting people to buy into your vision and. Uh, I can see why uh, it could be a you know uh, you the start of a a completely new industry. Yeah, uh, and the, the other, if I can add another thing, is also the team building is different between a manager in a company and a owner of a business because typically the team building is in a company is a, when you are a manager of a team is more project oriented. The goal of the team building is to complete the project in the right time with the right level of cost, right. uh, uh, concentrate all, all the effort in very short time to have reach the goals in very short time. And uh, sometimes he, uh, the CEO is also a psychologist because you <laughs> need, uh, first with the people that you try to hire, it's clear sometimes we are a small company, we compete. In uh, to acquire talents with very large companies, and you need to sell uh, the, your dream to other people. So it's a long-term vision of the team building, and um, also the logic to to create this team, not uh, by the end to to this, close the team by the end of the year because each of the people will move on another project, but to have this team on board for a long period, and this our team probably is the first line of the future company. So they need you need also to uh, identify the people that can stay in the car with you during the travel, during the journey. And uh, probably yeah. at a certain point, you give the, the control of the car to one of these guys in the team. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, so it, it, the, early, the early hires have a huge impact on your business. So that's wonderful that you are seeing that. Uh, how many people? How big is the your company now? How many people you got working for you? Yeah, at the moment we are not so big. We have twelve people. Uh, we now have uh, we have enough to work for move to fifteen or twenty, but it's very difficult to find the right people. People because another lesson learned is that not everyone can work in a startup. Uh, working in a startup is a totally different. Uh, respect to the company. The company, you have a quite standardized uh, way of work. Uh, you have a hierarchy. Yep. Your boss yep. give you the assignment for the day or for the project. In the, what I learned uh, that you need to find people that uh, that can take the startup like a, a state of mind. So it's not the concept of the uh, probably you can work also less than eight hours, but the logic is that every hour that you spend in startup, you need to give uh, put on the table idea, uh, risk, uh, your your point of view, because we are we have not a stand, not a stable business. We are creating a business. So in the startup, right. every idea could be the idea of the future, could be the the and can can start the engine of growth. 
So this is not easy in particular for development team because uh, in the software industry is a market where you are part of bigger organization. So right. you see just a little part of the process in startup, probably you need to see more than uh, everyone uh, see all the process. So yeah, yeah, that's that's wonderful that you have seen that uh, certain people have to have that startup spirit. They have to have the ability to talk and interact and share their ideas and be willing to step out of their comfort and do uh, and really engage in building the vision of the of the business. So that's wonderful. Uh, now, as I think about what you're what you're trying to do, um, so you're you're where do you think will be the next big? Um, uh, I'll probably have to edit this out because I'm th- taking too long <laughs> for my question. <laughs> um, yeah, let's let's change checks. Uh, you so you've certainly gone from being that uh like you said your career in the in the corporate world to a startup ceo and you you've shared some wonderful nuggets of having to sell the vision uh you're being responsible for for everybody else's welfare being a psychologist and learning how to hire people and motivate them inspire them if you Went back in time, uh, since you've been a time traveler to the future, if you go back into the past when you started this process, what what would you what advice would you have given your younger self to have, if you could, that would have shortened your journey to become a CEO startup? Probably, um, I, I, I can say that without my background, uh, I, uh, I have no capability to do this job today because I work in large organization uh, with the challenging project uh, uh, with fantastic colleagues in the, in the past. So I learned a lot from other people in my life. Now, this is a, like a result of a long uh, learning process. Uh, I think that startup uh, is easy to create a startup, but it's really complex to, to scale. So the logic is the experience of the team and the experience of the founder, the, the chemical that is possible to create uh, between the founder team is the right starting point for a startup. So it's like a, a marriage uh, that you need to find the right person from different point of view, but the chemical uh, interaction is uh, one of the uh, key factors of the long-term relationship and the success of the family. The same, sometimes I see a lot of similarity in this. Very nice, yeah. And, and for I, I can't remember the statistics, but for those businesses like yours that are very business to business or business to government, they take a lot of skill. And so we do find CEO uh, founders, not the 20 year olds, but much older than the 20 year olds because you have the life skills uh, because they're complex products. And so it's 
wonderful that you're going to be building something that'll help me live in a cleaner, better city in the future and, and make the planet better. So I'm, I'm really thankful for that. Um, I've really enjoyed our time together. It's gone by very fast. Uh, what what help do you need with your business? Would you like to give a shout out to the audience? I think you said you needed some, you know, some investors, some programmer. What what do you need? Yeah, we here we are in fundraising. We are trying to raise a post seed investment to 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 reach our milestone, to scale the team, scale the business, and it's clear that. Uh, we are also uh, looking for partners, for partners to integrate our technology because we are a data infrastructure company. So companies that are involved in smart cities, uh, city monitoring, uh, environmental planning, we can start a discussion. And it's fantastic. This afternoon I had a very fantastic uh, meeting with the US, another US man uh, that is a very uh, Experience. Uh, he spent a lot of time in satellite business in the US. And he decided to join our advisory board uh, to support us in this journey in investor partner market search. Very nice. So, if you happen to know somebody that deals with large cities and large problems with environments, give uh, Gaetano a call. I'll have his contact information in the show notes. It has been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Thank you. Okay, perfect. Yes, thank you for listening. I'm Philip Topham, the Savvy Founder. If you've enjoyed this show, please make sure you share it with another founder so they too can shorten their journey. Give the show a five-star review. If you need to ask any questions of me, please book at the askthesavvyfounder.youcanbook.me. I'll have that in the show notes. Thanks again. Wishing you a bright and profitable future in both your business and personal lives. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to subscribe and check out our website for tips, thesavvyfounder.com. You can also follow Philip on Clubhouse at The Savvy Founder. Wishing you a profitable and bright future. Safe journeys. See you next week.